Yeah. This is time to reconnect. It is time to reconnect. You know, you're not just brains on a stick, yeah? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like brains, brains are wonderful, you know, but they're, they're not very good masters as, as, uh, as, as, as in some ways we could say, right? Oh, you've got the monkey brain, the lizard brain, <laughs> you know, it's like how many brains, yeah. you know, are going on in here? Uh, you know, you got ego, super ego, id, like conscious, unconscious. Like, you know, one of the good ways that I've found for us to connect more deeply to our bodies and all of that is to not just think of everything up here. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Show. Uh, this episode is a little bit different just because it was done on Instagram Live and I wanted to share this on a podcast episode as an interview because I think it's so important. Um, what's currently happening in Lahaina, in Maui, Hawaii right now is a very tense, confusing, chaotic, desperate situation and I it, it's, it, it, it's very near and dear to my heart because of the amount of times I've spent there, the people that I know there, the family. I, I truly believe in my heart to be close family friends. And it is very sad. Even students of ours have been affected by this directly, uh, which we're now just trying to support in any way possible. So this episode is very special to me. Please listen to it. Make sure you take it all in and try to have some sort of action, um, whether it's calling someone or sending a message to the Instagram accounts of the people that are there, or financially, if you can support it with resources financially or, or food or water or anything that you can do. I think this is a very important topic and uh, we need to really help and support directly if we can. All right, I love you guys and uh, let's get into this. No worries, how are you brother? I'm good, man. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't seen you with uh, without your hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First, first cut back in like January. Yeah, yeah you're, you're looking like a true uh, a, a true uh, colonial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in office. I have office meetings every day now. Um, yeah, no time. Got to put the suit and tie on. You know. Yeah, no time um, to be in the jungle anymore. So, uh, first off, thank you, brother, for uh, joining in and uh, being on the slide. Yeah. Um, I think it's important for us to talk about what's going on and um, get not only more clarity and more truth about the what's going on in on the ground, but also you know reach out for call put a call out for support for what's actually yeah. happening and, and you know so we can have a direct support there. So um, yeah, if you want to just uh, start off, uh, what happened and why are we here and what's what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, brother, it's a sad day, you know. Um, the fires are going on August 8th, and um, there's lots of articles that, that can share the timeline, but essentially uh, what's been shared is that 80-mile-per-hour winds falling down power lines. Um, you know, you got the fuel from dry grass, the ignition from the power lines, and then just arid, dry land. And um, apparently they're putting out fires from the morning, had given that, the fire had contained. That was like the message that was sent out. So people became relaxed and the fire started up again. And then there was no emergency sound or signal. 
that had gone. And the fire sweep pretty much from, you know, early afternoon around 1 p.m. or so, in about six, seven hours, the entire uh, Lahaina was, was consumed all the way from Pu'amana to um, Waikuli. So talking about it's pretty, makes me pretty sad. Like just, um, just how quickly everything happened. So that's um, kind of where we're at. What's, what's the, what's the level of destruction there right now? Like uh, are just the homes are all completely gone and, and how many people do you think have been displaced? Yeah, so just got this like information earlier this morning. Um, the governor, Josh Green, had, had put up a whiteboard and he said that there's 2,200 structures that have been burned, destroyed, and 86% of them were residency. And so, you know, Lahaina Town is approximately like 12,000 people, but they're saying, like, what was the number? Like 2,000 have been displaced or something like that. 86%. So if there's 12, I mean, that's way more, that's, the numbers are way higher than, than, than what they've been saying then. Yeah. Um, I mean, apparently they've got like, you know, they've searched about 45% of Lahaina since yesterday. And um, they've got, I think 950 people in the hotel rooms right now, 500 Airbnb, but I'm saying it's approximately like 2000 displaced people or more. Um, yeah. What's, the uh, what's the emotions around the locals with the authorities and like bringing support? Because I've heard so many things. I've heard that they're not helping, and not only that, but they're blocking help. Uh, is that yeah. true? Or is that so on the ground, there's been a lot of that happening, especially on the west side. Um, I haven't been in touch with with all of that. I've gotten word because I have a lot of friends that have been out there working, but apparently, the biggest thing that I would say is. This is all grassroots community volunteer work that has saved the day. No government agencies have come. Um, it's just been everybody within the community helping each other and finding ways to get, get whatever they can, resources to each other, no matter what mode of transportation, whether it's like from people getting up on, on, on their paddle boards or jet skis or boats or even planes flying in and um, different convoys are coming through. So it's all been community efforts. FEMA and Red Cross and them didn't come to way later. And even when they did come, there was nothing for them to do other than take over and, and, sit and claim, make claims that they organized. It was all done by, by community effort. And that was all everything that our, you know, people out here in our community, that's what we did. We even have, you know, people from different islands that had come in to help out, you know, but most, most importantly, it was all Maui effort with everybody involved as best they can. Even now when I go to, um, uh, to the West side to go check out on everybody, you know, you go Honokawai, all grassroots. You know, Lahaina, all grassroots. You know, you go up Napili, all grassroots. There's a lot of different organizations, nonprofits that have come. The churches have been super helpful too, mm. you know, taking in people. And when I've gone out to, like, uh, you know, go up to Pukalani and um, they have a community center there, you know, I talked to like some of the FEMA representatives and the Red Cross people over there and different places I go, they, they're, not, they're not from here. That one guy is a superintendent or supervisor for Red Cross. He's from North Carolina. He didn't really speak English very well. Like, it was wild to me that somehow they're supposed to provide help. They brought nothing. They brought nothing. And everything that I've communicated with, with like Maui Rapid Response, we got like Hungry Heroes Hawaii, we got a bunch of different people. We got our cultural leaders involved, all different halal. So these cultural schools in Kumu providing spiritual health, mental health. So 
Yeah, bro, it's, it's just all us out here. And even when they come around, um, it's been a fumble, mismanagement all the way, big time, big time. And people lost their lives, bro. Man, you know, you know I, I spent a lot of time in Hawaii, especially Maui. Yeah. And uh, I think I've been there probably over 10 times. And I've never felt accepted or connected to a group of individuals as I have in, in those that live in Maui. Yeah. Uh, it really is like the heart of the world and how you guys work with each other. Um, what's the what's the feelings with the locals um, right now? Uh, how are they feeling, you know, nine, nine, 10 days later? How What's the emotions? Everyone's hitting the grief now very strongly in the morning, um, you know, uh, the realization and the shock is coming through because the initial reaction is like, help, 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 organize, get everything we can, get everyone involved, do our best to help our families, you know, our relatives, our friends. It's um, like the shock, then, it was such a shock that it was driving the actions and now it's a little bit of a settle. Kind of, kind of, it's, it's still very unsettled. There's still, you know, people still, still need a lot of assistance, a lot of help, and there's still money's coming in and there's, and they're trying to find ways to distribute it effectively. And there's also like, um, uh, Lahaina Ohana Venmo on IG, we can directly donate to, to uh, families. But the bigger issue right now is the mental health that's happening. Um, mm. We were dripped out yesterday, you know, with the people um, and just some of the reports back from some of the alaka'i out there, some of the leaders that are helping is just, you know, drug use, you know, somebody already overdosed on fentanyl out there, uh, heart attacks. People are, are, are being crowded into rooms at different condominiums or apartment buildings and they're not getting services, you know? And so it's, it's really like just, just volunteer work from registered nurses and doctors and um, uh, medicinal practitioners, you know, as, as ancestral medicine practitioners that have come and set up camp, you know, to, to provide like plant medicine and Lomi and then the doctors and nurses. So, you know, IVs and everything like that. So that's kind of where we're at right now. It's, uh, it's, it's a big wave right now, hitting our people um, with trying to cope mm. and, the the ways of coping you know when you don't have social services accessible human resources accessible things like that uh people will turn to drugs and alcohol abuse and that's kind of what's happening right now what have you noticed with those that have lost homes um where are they staying like what's going on with uh with housing right now so well, a lot of people have family all over the islands so um if they can they've gotten over there that's like in kahului and waihu side um there have been openings with with hotels and resort there has been Airbnbs being used. So just from what was given information is over, over 500 people have been put into Airbnbs. Um, and then also over 950 into the hotel rooms and everyone else spread apart. Some people are in camps, some people are being housed in the churches. So the difficulty is it's all short-term things. Yeah. These aren't, these, and, and it's difficult too, because first we got to find land, right? That we can then uh, develop in such a way that there are utilities there, electricity and water. And then getting things like tiny homes built or you know temporary dome housing and then if people would actually want to live in there like what are they going to do you know we have there's no jobs everything burnt so it's, it's the question of like are these efforts of getting people into you know midterm long-term housing somewhere on the west side or on the east side is, is that is that possible is that what's going to happen i don't know but there has been a lot of efforts of people wanting to donate money through to the causes and, um, you know, like even I've heard just different stories of people like Laird Hamilton and other people getting involved and wanting to get these, uh, these structures built uh, for our people. I just don't know if, if that's a viable option at this point.
yeah. What are people going to do for for work and to take care of their, their family and school and all these things? So that's what I've heard recently. Uh, one of one of my students actually lives in lives in well lived in Lahaina now, but uh, her workplace also went up in fire, and yeah. she she's she's in a state of I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't. It's just like it doesn't know what to do. Just standing still. Right, and so that's that's the issue right now. So just when I touch base with everybody when we go travel, you know, a lot of the folks and attention is on the west side, but a lot has happened up in Kula too. You know, mm -hmm. people have lost, you know, their homes there, um, you know, went out and just like kind of helped our uncle, like take care of some things where he was at, where his house is completely gone. Um, a lot of fallen trees because the wind had hit there it had taken up like over 2000 acres had burned, you know, and it was coming down towards Kihei side as well. And so it was very dangerous in the sense that how many neighborhoods on Kihei would have burned, you know, and if it got caught, like how far would it have gone to? So we're looking at, you know, these these efforts going to Kula and then also to Lahaina and then the water has benzene in it. So the with the with the amount of time that have gone, you know, people are sending all kinds of clothes. We don't need clothes anymore. You know, people are sending all all these kinds of things that you know should actually be checked first because what we need out here is like water filtration systems, um, you know, options for um, toiletries, you know, women's care, um, medicines, you know, things like that is what's what's really uh, in need. So when I think about Kula, you know, it's like they don't have water uh, to drink or even shower with. So it's like getting water up there. This is all, again, grassroots community effort. Yeah. The county hasn't existed at all. I don't, I don't see FEMA bringing any water. I haven't seen any of that. And all these storage containers that are coming are being donated by, by other states like California, and they're coming in. So I'm just witnessing an entire falling apart that we always knew as a community out here in Ma, we always knew the government isn't here for us especially as, as, as Native Hawaiian people, as indigenous people, we already have a long history of this neo-colonialism, you know, and then everything we're seeing is climate profiteering. Like it's, it's massive. These backdoor deals that are happening, land grabs, water theft, it's insane. And people don't even have time to grieve. <laughs> has, that, has that been happening already? Like has, have, have investors been coming into Lahaina or, or, or um, uh, the other Tekula and trying to buy up the land of those that where it was destroyed? Is that already happening? Yeah, so there's been, we're put out by uh, different uh, family members that have lost their homes that real estate agencies have actually gone and and proposed, you know, deals, like wanting to get that, wanting to get those lands because, so here, here's one of the larger things about it is uh, they're gonna do an evaluation on the land. They're gonna bring the insurance agencies, whatever their agents to go and do an evaluation on the land. They're gonna do an assessment and they're gonna say, okay, this is how much it is. Many of our people here, you know, that lost their homes, not only were native Hawaiian, but have been people who were transplanted here, you know, a majority of that population. So they have no interest really in staying here because they're not, they're not you know, obligated culturally or, or ancestrally, they're not lineal here. So what ends up, what's going to end up happening is they're just going to sell to get rid of the headache, right, of all the pain of, of what, have, what has happened, and then, and then go move. And then whoever owns that land can sell it three, four, five times more to even government because that Lahaina town is, is considered a historic town, designated historic town. So what they want to do is they're going to create a memorial there. Oh, that makes sense. Wow. Similar to what they've done like with 9-11 and other places because this is the most deadly quote-unquote wildfire as i like to put it you know 
pretty much in recent American history. So I know you and COA, right? You have been raising funds to try to support what's going on there. And um, I've been pushing your stuff out because I don't trust Red Cross or FEMA right. or any other central governments. And so I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to these guys because they are, I know them and they're going to make sure that it goes directly to them. Yeah. Um, so Co is a chef. Um, you are, you are so many things. I'm so just, a, how, how, just another guy <laughs> walking around. Uh, so how are you guys supporting? What are you guys doing with those funds that you're getting? Yeah. So, um, has been going out every day to, um, the community college to the college and cooking food. So there, and then, uh, what's the other organization that's out there? World, world, Central Kitchen. world Central Kitchen has been really present mm -hmm. out here too. Yeah. And cooking out food, but so Cole has been out. So he'll use, he'll use the money for, um, to get the food out. Mm -hmm. We've been, we've been sitting on these donations because we're looking at helping with either like legal funding for, for all this stuff that's happening with the land and water theft like that to help people with legal funding. And then also water, water filtration and everything like that. So we're looking at working with different companies. Um, I got a bunch of information too that I could send to people so that they can see like when they donate to us, we're gonna start directing it towards getting water systems filtration done and then putting some towards legal uh, battles, whatever needs to happen. So. so if you guys want to, to you know, provide resources and you have money that you can provide, definitely definitely um uh, the the link i actually put it on my bio so if you guys want to go to my bio just click on the links and it's going to be the second one uh go ahead and donate but you know kali if, if they don't have money if they don't have the resources to provide it in that way what's another way that somebody could potentially you know support i know you mentioned a lot of uh, a lot of the um uh the psychological effects that's having on people so i don't know if there's something there you know i think one of the the major things about that as well is like um, you know, if you don't have money, that, that's fine. You know, I, I put out on, on my IG um, an initiative that was organized by uh, Kumuhula, um, which are, you know, cultural teachers here on Maui uh, to do prayer uh, at 12 p.m. Uh, Hawaii time every day. Uh, if that's all you can give, please do that. Learn Hawaiian culture. Understand the spirituality of our people. Um, no need to involve yourself in, you know, uh, the teachings of Huna and all of that, when we have real life lineage carriers from generations here in Hawaii and on, especially on Maui who are, you know, showcasing and wanting to show people and teach people our, our chants and, and, and our knowledge. So if you don't have money, please do that. I, I saw that. Also, that, I saw that educate reel. yourself. How was that? No, I was gonna say, I saw that reel you posted uh, yeah. to download, or it was like a, a QR code. Yeah. To take a and picture was, to get the documents, right? Yeah, so there's a Kumuhula out here, um, Cody Puyopata, who, who put that together. But he wasn't the only one. There's also other Kumuhula, like Kumulani Hopadilla and, and Kimi Risho. So that was very good. But also educate yourself. So one of the things I want to talk about as well is um, people are like, oh, this is climate change. And, and they're pushing that. Right? They're pushing this, uh, oh, it's because of the climate change issues. And there's a lot that comes with that, uh, that, that understand mentality, you know, this, um, what you call that, like climate profiteering type thing. You know, and Governor Josh Green, and this is some of the things that have been going around that he's been out, you know, going to different meetings from January, you know, and there's one coming up that people are claiming about smart city planning. Um, but that's not the only thing. It's, it's about ways of adapting, reducing climate change and all this stuff. So he's been like keynote speaker at these things. So when we think about, you know, what are the real issues out here when it comes to the climate change and what this governor has been doing, this and that, and then it's like, oh, conspiracy, conspiracy. I'm not saying those things are wrong. 
I'm just saying, if you educate yourself on the history of Hawaii and what has happened, you have a better understanding of why this fire went the way it did. Because there are companies right now who have been grandfathered in from modern day plantations that stole the water and created everything dry. Out in Lahaina, where the, the fire had happened, especially down by the harbor, there's, there was a fish ponds there, specifically called Mokuhinia, okay? And there was a small island that was constructed in that pond called Moku'ula, which has become like a pico, like a center of, um, of mana, of energy and power, you know, for our people. But there was four fish ponds out there, okay? Nalehu, Puako, um, forget the other names, and then uh, Mokuhinia. So that place of Lahaina was actually a marshland. It was a wetland. So how is this possible? Yeah, that all of this is now dry. How? Is that, oh, there's just no more water because of climate change? Mm-mm. No, it's because neocolonialism had come in, colonial efforts, colonial settlerism to be exact, came in with their plantations. They took the water so that they could grow their sugar and their pineapple, right? And then not only that, but they filled in with dirt our fish ponds and put a baseball field and parking lots on top. Wow. Right? So not only like insult to injury, not only did they, did they steal the water, and we're talking about like, a and B, Alexander Baldwin, and all these other, you know, missionary descendant companies that have come through. They take the water, and then they they bury our sacred places. Okay, and then when when it's no longer profitable with the the pile the and the sugar, they leave the ground fallow, and 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 let it go feral, and then invasive grasses come in, and then they go, okay, we're gonna sell it. Okay, we're gonna make real estate development. So they're still making money, and then now they're using the stolen water to pump into their McMansions, to their luxury resorts, to their golf courses, to all these things. So this is why this is happening. This is complete land neglect and mismanagement with, with, with in-bed government and, and corporations of outside interests and, 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 and within too. So one of the bigger things that's going on is West Maui land and their subsidiaries with owning water. That's a big issue right now too. And what that's coming up. And then when you look at Kahului, you know, if anybody's ever been to Maui, you look at Kahulu and you have Mahipono out there, they're just another iteration of old plantation mentality. And they're taking like some, how many millions of gallons of water per day? 45 million of gallons of water per day from East Maui, pumping into Kahulu to then new, to do this new, you know, crop, diversified crop, so they call it. It just looks like monoculture to me. So this is the bigger issue. So, so if you don't have money, educate yourself. You know what I mean? On um, the history of Hawaii and the things that have happened. You know what I mean? I, I love that you said this because, um, you know, when you, when you research this topic right now around Maui, uh, there's, there's a lot of confusion in the information and, the, and it's easy to point and go, it's them, it's they. Totally. It's lasers, it's this. It's, yeah. it's like all these things. It's like, I think it's, it's, a, it's a bigger blanket. It's an ideology. It's a the yeah. consumeristic perspective. It's this... Uh, capitalistic, yeah. I have to make profits. And <clears throat> the more we can become aware of those metaphysical layers that you can't put your finger on, yes. it's easier to filter and see before it happens. Absolutely. So that's, this is one of the things too, like, I don't know about direct energy weapon. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about all of that. Maybe it is, 
Yeah, maybe I, there is. Maybe there knows? is an underground base in Maui that I don't know about that is functioning in a certain way. I do know that we have telescopes on Haleakala that the that the military is using for tracking and and all of that too. So and and we've had people go up there to protect our mana from from that use and they've been arrested. You know, and the, and these are people that we're talking about like Kaleko Kael who's who's put his his life down on the line and now he's red flagged by federal government. You know, mm -hmm. so when some so here's another issue that comes up with all of this too. So you know, when we look at, okay, you know, all these, all these men, right, that are supposed leaders in our government, where were they during all of this? Where were they? Where was, where was, uh, what's his name? Her Herman Andaya, you know, the, 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 the head of, of MIMA, Maui Emergency Management Agency. Mm -hmm. Where was he? Oh, he didn't, he didn't put up the signal for people to go and he was in a press conference as to why and his, and his, and his excuse was that, oh, if I sounded the alarm, people would think it was a tsunami, so they'd go up Malka, implying that, that somehow we're, we're, we don't have common sense. That, like, if he sounded that alarm, that people would go towards the fire? Like, what are you talking about? He just resigned. Oh, I was about right? to say, I think he just resigned yesterday, right? He just resigned, but did you hear that he was, he was on Oahu on the 8th at a FEMA meeting oh, for disaster dude. preparedness? Like, you can't make this up. See, this is what I mean. Like, there's things going on that for me, like, I, I'm just like, this is just undeniable how these things are happening. How could this be possible? And like, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in, in preserving culture and passing on a spiritual cultural heritage and lineage. That's what my interest is in. So when I look at, okay, you know, getting the land back and preserving indigenous lifeways and then rebuilding what we have, it's like, <laughs> it's hard to do that. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to do that when you have these people that we put into leadership going around and, and, and doing backroom deals and, and not taking responsibility for their actions and not claiming responsibility. It's, it's, it's absurd, man. I don't know what to do. Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah, the, the long-term long effects of all this is, is uh, definitely a conversation that I believe we need to normalize um, without, yeah. without us talking about this and discussing it they're going to be talking about it and discussing it. And that, that to me is the way to manifest, yeah. you know, to keep talking about it. Exactly. Um, That's why I'm grateful for this, man. Cause I was just like, you know, I've been in the thick of it because I wanted to be informed because, you know, there's a certain level of understanding that I have, you know, when I want, when I drive around Maui, you know, my home, you know, I wasn't, I, I was born at this time. I wasn't, I wasn't born, you know, 200 years ago, but, I have that feeling when I drive around, when I look at, at my mana and my mountains and they're just naked. Mm. Everything was logged out, you know? And that's a pain that I see and feel because of what was taught to me to my culture. And then I look at the waterways and they're dried up and, and our people haven't been able to get access to water for generations now. And then, and then people are wondering why, oh, where's all the Hawaiians? You know, where's all the natives? Oh, we've been priced out gentrified out of our home for the past hundred years and nobody's cared and we've put out our voices you know for generations and it's like so what where are we at yes i want to have these conversations yes i want to talk about them but i needed to be in the thick of it too to understand like what's actually happening around here yeah you know because i know it from one cultural aspect and then this fire happens like other disasters like this isn't the first time if you look at examples of what fema has done you know different places that they've gone because they're part of homeland security I mean, you look at Hurricane Katrina. What happened to those people? You know, they put in the application for money, and then what happens? Mm -hmm. They don't see anything for years. Nothing. So a lot 
homeless people still don't even have money. You look at you look at Flint, Michigan. How are, this is how our government behaves. Like this is like for me, I'm I'm ashamed. You know, like to even be like, oh, Hawaii's a state. What? How? We're 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 treated we're treated like like third fourth rate citizens out here. You know, and everything's going to wealthy people. So I'm not trying to complain. I'm just saying this is this is the awareness that we all need to have in in these conversations. Um, and I just want I just want to say uh, so people can hear. Well, we're ten percent of the population out, out here, you know, online. You know what I mean? Sorry, what you saying? No, I was gonna say uh, I have for those listening. I have I have a very I have many personal experiences with Kale, and one thing that you're really amazing at doing is bringing. Bring you, you, you were, you were really good at bringing me back into my body, like putting me in presence with the land and, and, and being, you know, aware of it. And, um, I think that's, that's part, part of why I've had such a calling and talking about this and, and, you know, bringing support to Hawaii and, and, and what's happening there now, uh, because of, of the awareness that you brought me about it and like the, the connection of nature to, to, to life and the, you know, the, the, the community of it. And um, you just made, gave me so much more appreciation to to just nature in general. So yeah, I want to thank you. thank you, Vala, and that's good because it, it reminds me too of like the purposefulness of you know when I think about your your feeling of connection when you come here and and that gratitude that you have because of the way that I am with these things. You know, I was taught by, by other people too who showed me how. You know, I was fortunate enough to have a family. You know that that was on Molokai, and I grew up a certain way. And you know, I had a mother who understood, you know, culture in in, in her own understanding. And then I had a lot of uh, teachers, you know, a lot of mentors that you know showed me this is this is what it can look like to have a thing we call ancestral connection. This is what place-based knowledge is. This is what indigenous lifeways are. This is how to understand your history as a person and your place in it. This is what it looks like for you to sing and to chant and to like use your memory, not just not just rote memory, like. Use your memory with the cross timelines to exist in this present moment that you're in, in this vessel of a body that you have. And how these sensations, the senses that you have, all these things are language and they're speaking to you. And you have relatives that are human, more than human, other than human, non-human, plant, animal, mm -hmm. material. And they're always there and they're always watching. So when you have that kind of understanding, you know, it's like people are gonna believe in God. You know what I mean? People believe in spirit, you believe in creator, you believe in great mystery. You, you, you have to, because there's no other way. So when I look at what's happening now with our people, you know, I'm like, this is the time for us really to unify. And maybe, maybe the unification isn't like how we did on the Mauna, you know, maybe because this is such a disaster and many people's lives is lost, that maybe we are more warriors of grieving hearts. Maybe we can see ourselves more in tune with, with our grief and our loss of these things, not to talk about just resources and conspiracy theories, but what what is the engagement now for the human being to mm -hmm. to to be entangled and enchanted again about the 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 severity and the risk of being alive, but also the the fragility and the vulnerability and the sensitivity of life, and like how does that energize us and empower us, you know, to be more present with everything, to fall in love again with our homes, you know, to care for people more. Right, maybe that's what's being asked of us now. I don't know. No. I, I love that. It's, um, it's like a paradigm shift away from things are happening to me 
to things are happening for me. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, why, why this is happening for a reason. Why are we here? <laughs> yeah. Why are we here? How can this make me, make me a better person? Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing, right? No matter where you are in the world, disasters are happening and they're going to happen. War is going on. You know, it's not, I don't believe it's meant to just, oh, you know, fall upon us. And then now we, 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 we atrophy ourselves because we're so stunned and confounded and inebriated by, by the immensity and the overwhelm of what this is and not to be frightened, but to just have courage, you know, even more, especially when we're scared as an indicator for us to do more, you know, and not, not more just like, oh, you know, when I, when I go around, you know, I see it's like, there's a lot of white saviors around here. You know what I mean? There's a whole lot of, a whole lot of white saviors, all good intentions. I get it. And it's just like, we got to get this out there. We got to get to the people. We got to do this. We got to help the Hawaiians. We got to do that. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And maybe you got to learn about your own indigenosity too. Maybe instead of trying so hard to save the last remnants of a people, because in yourself, you're feeling that loss. Embrace that loss and see why you, you too feel that. Mm -hmm. You came from people that came from people that came from places, you know, those places that claim them and show them how to be human. Mm -hmm. Yes, we live in a digital world. Yes, we're doing this, you know. Yes, we're spreading this message and, and getting people engaged and, and, and speaking to their hearts. You know, there's a way for us to do that together. You know, it's a new old way, like I always keep saying. Yeah. It's an ancient future kind of way. Yeah. There's this space for all of it. But what is, like, if, you, if you're down to affirm life and, and feed life and give praises to, to great mystery and all that, then you're on my, you're on my team. We're on the same team. I'm not, I'm not going to concern if you're like hey this is a big government conspiracy and this and that smart city comment and blah 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 I'm like okay cool cool and then what we gotta like get together and collaborate on some stuff and get people some help and really hold it down in a very strong spiritual and emotionally intelligent way I'm like hi you're my guy you're right. my you're my girl let's do that you know, it's so funny because so what you just said there you actually you actually did that with me in real life i remember when i was in hawaii one time and I, I was like excited about sharing like the rabbit holes and like conspiracy yeah. things. Like, and you were like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and, and now what? <laughs> and now what? I was like, oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, man, you know, I love it because it's good. We got it. Yeah. Because I need you to tell me. You know what I mean? I'm just out here, like, you know, I'm just going to the gym and just living a normal everyday life. And then I go out to events and, you know, help the men. And I'm thinking to myself, what is the point of all this? You know, what am I really doing? Am I, am I actually helping these people? You know, is there bigger things going on? And then I go talk to you and you're like, yeah, this thing is fucking going off over here. And we got to like get onto the crypto. We got to like help each other. Like, that's an option. Okay. Maybe we balance each other out. Bring, you bring me down and I bring you up. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, like in the spectrum, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say thank you for making me laugh and smile, man, because, bro, it's been so heavy. And it's just been, you know, uh, a deeper understanding for me about what ha happened here in Hawaii, because we're, you know, the most recent inductees into all of this, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, being invited as, as a state invited, as they like to say, like, we were taken over. We had a whole you know, a nation that was already sovereign and recognized internationally, you know, and then, and then there's these, again, backroom deals back in the 1800s, 
right? Same thing, profiteering and uh, land grabs, water grabs that happened back then. It's like, here we are now with a natural disaster, natural, whatever it may be. And now it's, it's, it's coming to call again. So it's like the genetic memory and all of us should be awakening, you know? If, if the things that have happened, you know, um, just in the States or like in Puerto Rico, Brazil, what's happening in Brazil? You know, like these things should be awakening us to this ancestral memory. This is this, like back to the genetic thing. Like this is, this is a syndrome. This is a form of insanity that is plaguing people. It's not a human condition. We're not cancer on the earth. Okay. That's not what we do. Real human beings know how to be in direct sacred reciprocity with life around them so that they can continue to live. That's, that's what I believe. They're, 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 they're wild tenders. They're life tenders. It's been a, it's been a weird last few weeks, weeks. I've actually done some research to see what kind of fires are happening around the world. And the, the, the variable that I've seen that has been the same is yeah. indigenous areas, like indigenous lands. Yeah. And it's like, what is this focus with like, why is this happening? Like on, in the narrative, you know, I'm just taking in the narrative and it's like, oh, there's six fires in indigenous areas right now around the world. Yeah. What's going on? Right. Entirely. And so see, that was the thing too. So, um, I just became aware of that as well when this was going on because it's like, you know, the climate change and this and that, but well, why is it so targeted? Yeah. It's very specific. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, it could be happening everywhere. And why are we talking about everywhere? Why are we just talking about, oh, this is an indigenous land. Yeah. And it all happened within two weeks. Right. Totally. Yeah. And so that's where, so, so this is immediately where my mind goes. So when you have, when you have a people that are existing as indigenous as we, as we, as we label them, right. But etymologically it means just of a place, mm -hmm. right. Born of a place. When you have a people that continue to live that way, they become a living memory yeah. for those people that live in cities and, and, and live, you know, uh, severed and disconnected from nature. They become a living memory of that ancient ancestral memory. And it's like, Oh shoot. Like that's who we are. That's who we've been. Not that those people are us. That's who we've been. And that's where we've come from. And they've continued to hold that. So no way. Like, the people, the powers that be, however, you know, expansionist, imperial-minded type of people, um, lizard people, I don't know, whoever it may be, of course they don't want that to be the thing that continues on, yeah. right? And, and, and the same thing with the Lahaina fires, not wildfires, land mismanagement, uh, complete, you know, government, like mishandling and mismanagement, um, energy weapons, I don't know. But for it to happen in Lahaina in the way that it did, yes, yes, there's something deeply, deeply disturbing about all of that. The corruption is unreal. So all these fires happening across the world with indigenous people, it's like, we gotta infiltrate and eliminate the living memory so that people don't wanna go there again because there is such a thing as transhumanism, because there is such a thing as like, we don't want to be that anymore. We wanna go into the realms of complete robotic, Android, leave this earth because we're never supposed to be here mentality. That is what I believe is the situation on a large scale. So what do we got to do? Like I said, indigenosity, get back to an understanding of ancestral life ways. When we think about Lahaina rebuilding, whose vision do we want? Whose vision do we want to rebuild in that? Do we want the native eyes vision of what that is? Or do we want outside influence again? Are we going to make and repeat the same things? This is, this is a fight. 
but it's not a fight physically. This isn't a fight about going out there and getting arrested and, and making an example. This is a fight of returning to our spirituality as a global community entirely. Get back to it. You know, if, if this amount of, of attention that Lahaina is getting and, then, and, 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 and all the other fires that are on indigenous land, let that be a remembrance for all of you that those are your fires too. That's happening directly in your ancestral lineage. We're all mixed people. We're all hybrid people. I'm not just, just Hawaiian. I've got European ancestry too. I've got Norwegian and Irish and all of that as well. And I got to respect my ancestors over there and praise them for who they are. But I just so happen to be born in a place like this. But, but, that, but no, one, no one is outside of, of, a, of a cultural, um, a cultural uh, receptivity. You know what I mean? Spiritual receptivity and understanding. Right? So that's what I think is, is what's necessary right now with all the things that are going on. Tap back into the indigenosity. Don't just lay claim to ancestry. Work towards it. What does it mean to be on the land? Do you know how to make plant medicines? Do you, do you know how to take care of yourself? Can you make a fire by it with your own hands? Can you track stuff in the stars? You know, I can go on all day. I, I'm probably going to go on a rant right now. You know, there's like people who call themselves shamans. How's that possible? You don't even know how to ride a horse. Like you don't even know how to take care of, a, take care of an animal. Like how many like tail feathers are on a predatory bird? I can go on all day. Do you know how to make quarters with your hands? Like how do we do that? I think we're skipping a lot of steps. I th think we just need to get back to being good human beings. I would say that the indigenous is a representation of the global spirit and like and yeah. trying to cut us off from our spirit, it's a spiritual warfare. Yes. And so we have to start with ourselves. Like you Absolutely. have to re-educate, reconnect with the spirit in your body. Absolutely. Totally agree. Okay, so this brings me to the next thing. So with what's happening now with, um, with, with, with Lahaina and similar to what we're saying, like ground zero, right? Ground zero with 9-11 uh, with and making it into a memorial. If they do establish that in, in, uh, in Lahaina to create a memorial, we need to be sure that it's our cultural leaders and our, our, our lineage carriers that are steering that vision because the government's not going to stop. And we still need to take care of uh, Mokuhunia and Mokuula, our sacred sites out there in Lahaina where the burn had happened. So if the situation says, okay, we got to get everybody to stay on top of that land, right? And to keep their homeland um, in whatever way possible. I don't know, the people are talking about enlisting some celebrity to like donate to an organization to then buy up all that land. Because then what will happen is the government will want to buy that from the people to make the memorial, you see? So then the, the, co the cost of benefit analysis, right? So, okay, it, it costs this much for this land that has been torched and damaged for native people and they still need government control, right? They still need to be involved in it. Okay, make sure we have control. So then whatever happens there, we can be okay as a people, right? Like we'll be taken care of, we'll be looked after. The legacy of the Kanaka Maoli will still continue. And then we can continue to get back onto the land to revitalize our sacred spots, you know, our sacred, our sacred sites. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel there like- Other workings going on that are far beyond my scope of understanding when I'm, when I'm mentioning this stuff, that's why I don't want to speak too, hot, too, too much on it. But there is a place for us at the table as Native people. So now that example that I'm bringing is meant for everybody that, is, that also feels this call, that also sees it as a spiritual war, also as a thing that's a game. Look at the sacred sites of the places that you're at too and where they come from and, 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 and who was there. 
doesn't mean that's the only thing because you're there now. How do we revitalize that within, within ourselves? How do we continue that? I love that you're focusing on that, man. I, I, you know, and it makes sense. Like in, every time we talk about this stuff, whenever we're, we're, we're in each other's space, um, you're always talking about contracts. Like don't ever sign contracts. And it's, a, you know, the <laughs> systems are trying to take us, take our land. And, and so I love that you're focusing on that layer. You know, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure most there aren't now. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of focused on the survival and what's ne needed in the moment. And so good for you for, for uh, you know, taking that into consideration and working towards that. Yeah, thank you, brother. Yeah, the contractual agreement is a big one. You know, I do not consent. I do not you know, consent. I do not consent. <laughs> Just saying it out loud too is very helpful. You know, and it's confusing for people too because, like, even in a simple like like personal interaction, someone be like, you know, you're like this, you did this, and blah blah blah, whatever. I'm like, I don't know where that's coming from. I do not consent. Like, do not consent. What do you mean you don't consent? Like, yeah. no, I don't. <laughs> I don't subscribe to that. I mean, I hear you. I understand what's happening, and I hear you, but I also. There's other things, more important things going on right now that we need to get in alignment with, you know, and yeah. the contractual agreement too with land and everything is, it's the same thing with like, like just, just being dispossessed. Right. So that's a big one here. So just to take a little, a little jaunt into the grief, uh, in, in the heart, when, when we see people's being displaced and dispossessed of their land, that's not just something that that's just happening in physical, right? It's a very deep spiritual connection that happens. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to relate when, if you've lived a certain way that's like, oh, this is just how it is, right? Without questioning. It's just, this is just how it is. Like when people come to visit Hawaii, it's like, oh, it's so beautiful. I love this place. It's the heart chakra of the world. It's all these really beautiful, amazing things. I feel so at home here. There's a reason because there's a people that lived there that felt that same way too. And they, they, interwoven and injected themselves you know married themselves into the land into the ocean that you can feel that so if that's the case right and that's the feeling that you have where else can you find it not just in hawaii there's other places too that's the spiritual contract i believe you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah. because if you feel it that way and like okay you're attaching it to i don't know lemuria or your astrology chart or your human design i don't know I'm just saying, if that is the, 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 the point of contact, but you're not here in Hawaii, but you always have that feeling, where else is it? Even mm -hmm. in the mundane things of your life, how do you find that, that longing and that yearning to belong? It's like, that's the, that's the spiritual contract I would sign. Mm -hmm. Like, show me that. Like, show, show me that right there. Show me how to be in love with, with, with nature and be in the spell of the sensuous and all of that. I think that awakening is more important now than ever, you know. Man, yeah, and I've actually heard um, people say they're in Hawaii that there's a, right now there's two Hawaii's. There's, yeah. the, there's the tourists going to the still, like just going to the beach and like hanging out and just like nothing's happening. Yeah. And then there's the the the, the locals where they're like, this is a disaster place. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm like in, uh, in the emotion of it, but it's awareness. Man, it's embodiment awareness. It's a spiritual game, and if you and if you can't yeah. feel those layers, then there's some work that needs to be done. Um, you know, most most are cut off at the neck, and we're disconnected from ourselves. Yeah, and this is time to reconnect. It is time to reconnect. You know, you're not just brains on a stick. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like brains. Brains are wonderful, you know, but they're they're not very good masters, as as uh, as 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 
in some ways we could say, right, oh, you've got the monkey brain, the lizard brain, <laughs> you know, it's like how many brains, yeah. you know, are going on in here? Uh, uh, you know, you got ego, super ego, in like conscious, unconscious, like, you know, one of the good ways that I found for us to connect more deeply to our bodies and all of that is to not just think of everything up here, you know, think everything in here. And, and by doing so, you start to change your language, you know, now it's like, like heart mind, you know, Kids, dude, I, mind, there's body there's mind. Science, there's science behind this. There's more neural pathways that connect in the gut than it does in the brain. So you actually have more memory storage in your body than you do exactly. up there. Like, why are we using this piece of junk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I mean, there's, it's there, there, I mean, it's there to help us survive. Yeah, mediate, you know, translate, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's just like you and I, it's just like, you know, when I'm talking to you, I'm not like, oh, I'm talking to another brain. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, look at this, you know, right now you're, you're, you know, you're a face on a screen, but I know you personally, you know, we've hugged each other, we've been in lodge together, we've seen each other cry. You know, we've held each other cry. We made each other cry. Like, you know, <laughs> we made each other laugh. Like, the, so, so in that way, it's like, I'm not just channeling, you know, information for people. I'm trying to show them a, a connection that I have through this screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, enough so that I could really be myself and not be so concerned. Like, before this call, uh, you know, I was up with Martina and we're like researching all this stuff because I wanted to get, you know, the numbers right. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to be sure, like, if I was going to say something, you know, to people, I just want to make sure I'm coming correct, you know. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing it, I was like, wow, this is far deeper than any one person can go. So if there's any ask I have of the people watching this today, you know, or, or later on, if they watch the recording, please, please do your best to inform yourself on what's going on in your own homelands, too. Don't just focus on what's happening to us. Bring it through for you, too, wherever you're at. Tap into yourself more deeply. Come into alignment with your, your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions. You know, sim simple things like that. So then that way, when, when, that, when that alignment happens and that integrity is, is really there, not that we don't make mistakes, not that we are, like, we're, we're imperfect, we're people. But if you, if, you can, if you can really spot that thing for yourself and you can do that, then the united effort globally happens. It'll happen. And it won't be, you know, again, the revolution won't be televised, as, they, as people would say, you know, that this, this prophetic saying. No, it won't be. It's going to happen in, in, in individual hearts that add to collective consciousness over and over and over. So, like I was saying, inform yourself. We got to be artists in our life. And we got we to gotta got like, you know, 10, 15 tools on our belt, not just two. We got to be multifaceted, multi, you know, uh, omnidirectional human beings. So it's like, if you can do that please please learn the history of your places please learn the history of yourself mm. you know mm. learn about your parents and where they came from and your grandparents learn <sighs> what's happening yeah yeah i think that's a good place to uh to to stop there yeah thank you Kale, brother i truly man um i'm my heart is with you there my heart is in maui right now thank you Beth. uh feeling that everybody's place where they're at, their pain, their, their discomfort, their, their challenges, and I'm, I'm sending my love to you guys. Um, but I also want to give a call to action to everyone watching. Please go to the link in my bio or go to um, Kale's link or his website or his webpage there on, on Instagram and donate. Uh, send in some money, some, some resources to help support uh, 
Uh, it's for food. It's for they're going to be, um, you know, creating some housing too, and see if that's a, you know a viable solution, a viable option for the short term. Yeah. And um, and if it's not that, reach out. Get, yeah. You know, reach out to Kale and say, "Yo, brother, thank you for doing what you're doing," because that energy exchange is a way to provide support. It's a way to give him actual physical energy to keep moving forward and keep doing what he's doing there. Yeah. So thank um, you. I really appreciate you and love you. Yeah, I have one, one more little bit. Um, yeah. Just for people too, you know, you can go to uh, and donate directly to me or to the GoFundMe, which, which is good. But also go to uh, Lahaina, Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo. Um, and there's families there and uh, that have their Venmo. Say, say that again. Was Lahaina? Lahaina underscore Ohana, O-H-A-N-A underscore Venmo. Um, that's like direct to families that lost their homes. So that one, that one's a good one. And then there's also a uh, Maui prep, which uh, you could sponsor a student. Perfect. Yeah. So those, those are, those are important ones for people to look at. Um, pick a family, pick a student, you know, that's the best way. Don't donate to Red Cross. Don't donate to any of those large organizations because our people are never going to see that money. I've done, I've done the research. Um, they only provide 10% of whatever money comes in. So the 90% they keep. Right. There you go. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. So yeah, uh, go directly to the sources here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So prayers up to everyone. Thank you for uh, watching. Thank you, my brother for, for hosting this. And you know, here we go. We're going to get, get into, you know, this revitalization of, 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 you know, the native ways. So thank you, bro. All right. Love you, brother. Love you, man. See you guys later. Peace right, out. Bye-bye.